We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what you're going to get. Hello, and welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We're your hosts, Joe Jamie Tyler and Lana Helda. We invite you to join us as we take to the road in our tour bus in search of thought-provoking real-life subjects and interesting women with stories, struggles, and successes that we hope inspire and motivate you. And we're going to be giving you just enough valuable information to be dangerous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ladies Roadmap. We have Martina Matizan with us today. She's an educational entertainer, speaker, and mother of four, which includes triplets. And Martina had to reinvent herself about four years ago when her husband of 20 plus years decided he wanted to live in another country. And he left Martina and the children with no support. This is Martina's story and how she prevailed. Well, hello, Martina. We're so glad to have you. And thank you for being here to share this amazing story with us. Oh, Joe Jamie, thank you. So, Martina, let's go back. Five years ago, wasn't that long ago, you wake up one day, your husband has announced he's going to move. What is the next step after looking at yourself in the mirror and being completely, obviously, in shock? Well, Joe Jamie, there was a girl that... I ran into that I barely knew. And she says, Martina, uh, I want to have lunch with you. I met her at a restaurant. She told me that her husband, 20 years earlier, told her on a Friday, I realize I don't love you anymore and I'm leaving tomorrow about noon or one o'clock. And I wanted to let you know today. And she had four children. The rug was pulled out from under her. She was devastated. And she says, Martina, I just want you to know you're going to be okay. I'm on the other side. Circumstances and people are going to come into your awareness and come into your world, and you'll find inspiration. You're going to make it, and I'm just telling you now. I want you to know it. You're going to be okay. I haven't seen her since, but I believed her, and that was a very important understanding for me to have an awareness that I was going to make it. Did it make it feel like that you weren't the only one that this was happening to? I for so I was so isolated. You just get into this uh, survival mode. When she said she made it and she's on the other side, I just knew that I could make it too. She did give me a piece of advice. She says the first thing you've got to do is clear your runway. What is cluttering your mind? What's in the way? Remove it and focus. So what I did after that lunch was come home. I got a three ring binder and that was my survival guide. On the front, I, that old saying, that British saying, be calm and carry on. I realized now I needed to lead by example with my children and dealing with crisis. And I, they don't need to be in panic. They need to know that we're going to make it. And in that three ring binder, I... <laughs> It is difficult to say, Joe Jamie. What I did was call the Salvation Army, and they gave me a list of resources of food banks and uh, legal services and health services and things like that. So I found a food bank. I found four that would see you once a month and on certain days so that I could, I just needed to know, as basic as it sounds, I needed to know that my children had food. And so... I would had a food bank for one week and food bank for a week two and three and four so that I always knew that we had food. That was my runway. If that was clear, 
I knew that I could feed my family, that I could then focus on other survival skills to go forward. And Martina, some of your survival skills, what would you say were the most powerful powerful tools that you used? I mean, did you have rituals that you used? Did you have... Ha- did you create habits that helped you get through? How did you get through it? Wow, Lana, what a good question. I realize now the power they had. At the time I was living through it, it just felt like survival. But there were two things that I did. And one of them even sounds a little silly, but I read somewhere at some point that those <laughs> that make their bed are more successful than, than those who don't. And to me, making my bed in the morning, doesn't that sound basic? reminded me, I'm going to be, I'm going to make it and I'm going to be okay. I'm in control of my environment. That's what that little habit of making my bed reminded me that I'm in control of my environment because that kind of life circumstance, that sweeping, emotional, paralyzing, overwhelming feeling, I needed to be in control. And so I made my bed and it was that little moment in the day where I felt in control. The other thing that I did was I I, I created a, a list of I am statements, and I wrote I am all the things that I didn't feel. I I am uh, I am loved. I am protected. I am. I, there's probably forty things on the list, and I wrote them, and I read them, and I signed the bottom, and I read them over again every single day. I didn't know how I was going to pay the mortgage. But I wrote that uh, that the house was paid off, and it feels good for the house to paid off, be paid off. And I like the house being paid off. And I didn't know how I was going to uh, pay the mortgage, but I needed to put my head in a place where I felt in control and not spinning out of control. So my second habit was those I am statements. So your affirmations really did help get you through. I remember reading a book years and years ago called Hidden Answers for Human Problems. And that was like, I was 19 years old. And it was all about how your brain really can only focus on one thing at a time. And you can move and change your thoughts. And when you create those positive thoughts, you do create positive action. So that's that's interesting to hear that that was a tool that you used. And so now going back to actually, you know, I love all the metaphysical ideas, but then reality is you had to make money. So Martina, what were some things that you did to start and just starting off? Because you had said, you know, you didn't have this business anymore. It was your husband's business that you were running. You were starting from ground zero. What did you do? Well, I had to look around. What do I have? What do I know? What can I use? And I, my immediate thought was anything. So I needed to raise cash immediately. I I cleaned homes. I, there was someone who wanted an accountability partner. So I said, hey, guess what? I am an accountability partner. <laughs> you became one. I became one uh, in that five-minute period. And so there was remuneration for that. And I just reached out for anything that I could do. I realized that I could be a cog in someone else's wheel. And if I did that, my time would be in a chokehold. So I had to sort of stand way back and look at my life and be uh, uh, present and aware of where I wanted it to go because I could accidentally get swept up in something very negative and it would take me in a direction that I didn't want to go. So although I felt uh, covered by this massive wet blanket, 
I, I had to pull it back and see some sky. And by, by pulling it back and looking at myself, what do I want? I want a happy, open home that my children can invite their friends to, that I can experience love. I knew immediately that I didn't want hate to overwhelm me, that I knew that hate could just chew up all of my energy and my energy now needs to be in survival. And I didn't want hate in my life. So I had to go just go forward. And immediately it was any avenue that brought me cash because I had two places to put it, in the gas tank and in our mouths. All right. So now you decided you don't want a nine to five job. You don't want to be a cog in the wheel. What did you do to, to come up with something to do, Martina? Well, Joe, Jamie, what I wanted to be was authentic. I wanted to understand who I am because if I do this again, we'll try to make something work that isn't right, that steals some power from me, that my I, I need to be on my game 100% of the time, and that's going to come from me being authentic. So it's not that I didn't want a nine to five, it's that I didn't want to be inauthentic. I didn't want to fit somebody else's model of what they needed. And that may be very right for somebody else, but for me, I, 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 I if I'm going to have a rat wheel, I wanted it to be my own rat wheel. So what happened next? What did you do? What did you come up with? Well, after I was just doing a little bit of everything for cash, I happened, a, a girlfriend and wanting to, you know, support and, and help and, and be lovely. She invited me to lunch and it was a luncheon for a group of women. They had a, a dramatist come in to do Catherine the Great. And I thought, wow, this is marvelous. So I introduced myself to her. I said, could I be your understudy? Could I carry your bags? I, I could be your valet. And she says, no, honey, I do this on my own, but you can do it. Read between the lines is very difficult. But I imagined that I didn't want my kids to lose their father and their mother. I, I've made money before. I've worked before. I had kids full time, and I know that it's 60, 70 hours, and that I would be gone. I didn't want them to lose both parents. So I needed to create a way to earn money where I could be flexible and available. Tell us the title of this uh, job. It's an unusual <laughs> job. I haven't really heard of it before. Isn't it bizarre? I hadn't heard of it either. I didn't know it existed. I'm an educational entertainer. So I go to schools and libraries, senior centers, uh, fundraising groups in character as someone in history. And I demonstrate a history lesson with a first person in costume narrative. And it's wonderful. Oh my gosh, that is so unique. Tell us a little bit more about that because that and how that works for, say, if you were to go to a fundraiser, give us an example of a character or person you would be. Well, actually, I present as Marie Antoinette, Cleopatra, Annie Oakley, Luella Parsons. There's several different programs that I do. An organization will need someone to come in to help them uh, do adult continuing ed or entertainment. And this is something very different and fun. And here's the secret. This is what I found out. It's not the presentation skills. It's not public speaking. What it is, is marketing. It's sales. You need to know, let people know that you're available and get out there. And so what I did was get on the phone. I got on the phone. Like when you say get on the phone, did you, you targeted your market? Well, I, I, there's activity directors. So I went to the library <laughs> and just tried to find activity directors because they have a budget and I need somebody with a checkbook. So basically you had to make cold calls. Yes, I did. 
I did cold calls. And I think you had mentioned to me that you had another three ring binder. I did. I had a massive three ring binder with everyone connected with anybody who might need an educational entertainer. All right. So this is the real kicker. Now, last year in 2017, how many days were you booked? Or how many programs did you book? 203. Lana, is that incredible? (laughs) That is. That is incredible. 203. And so now, how old are your children now? Uh, The triplets are 22, and my young one is 19. But she thinks she's 22 because everyone else in the house is 22. Of course. Well, so you have a little more freedom now with your time um, because the kids aren't home all the time, I take it. And what else do you like to spend your time doing? What would be another um, healthy or creative habit that you have that you might want to share with me? Wow, Lana, what a good question, because that implies that there should be something else. (laughs) (laughs) The fact of the matter is, when you're in your own business, which I am, I think of myself as a hunter and I only eat what I kill. So if I'm not out hunting, I'm not eating. And in the beginning of any business, it's all about business building. So I've part of my philosophy that always has been, if I'm going to look to the future, I'm going to be happy when, I'm going to be waiting a long time. So I have to find my happiness right now and every day. So although I'm, I'm working all the time and although I'm working into the night, every day has joy in it and I look for it on purpose it's there. That's awesome. I think that's a great takeaway to Jamie. You know, she makes a point to be happy in every day, even though she's working 24 seven almost now, she finds joy in that and in, in, in her daily, daily life. Because sometimes you have to buck up and work and you have to find joy in your work. You better like your work because that's all you've got. I've been there. Well, it's true. I think that there's a decision to be made at some point. You're either going to sit in the middle of the floor, uh, you know, going, (laughs) or you're going to participate in your own life. And I realized I just simply didn't have a choice because there's nobody that's going to come in and save me. There's anybody that's going to scoop me up, put me in their arms and take care of all my problems. So it's either going to be worse in the future or it's going to be better. And the decision's up to me. And I simply wanted it to be better. And quite honestly, it doesn't even matter if you have a spouse or a mate in your life. Bottom line is, it's always up to us to make ourselves happy and to be happy and to find the joy in every day. You can never wait for someone else to do that for you. You know, Lana, I'd like to add, it's not as if it jumps in front of your face with a big sign and a red bow that says, here is something fabulous. Sometimes it's active that you really need to look for, but you know what? We find what we're looking for. So if I'm looking for disappointment, if I'm looking for lack of opportunity or just lack, that is exactly what I'm going to find. But I set out to find good in people and resources. And going back to those I am statements, I am resourceful. It was one of them. And and I have amazing people in my life. And it turns out I do. And I think that's one of the things you learn too, as we are in our 50s and get a little bit older, and you reflect back on those times that were really difficult, 
And then you start to see the little silver lining and the beauty of some of those things that were so uncomfortable at the time that you really did wonder how you were going to get through. And then the confidence and and the feeling of achievement you have when you do get through them is amazing. Yes. And I've discovered that it's important to skip to the end because where you are is really yucky and you can feel like your boots are stuck in mud. It's hard to put one foot and step at the other in front of the other and skip to the end. What I mean by that is visualize on purpose. I, I did this over and over again, how my life, how I wanted my life to be filled with love and laughter and security. And I could, and I needed to be present in my future right now. Does that make sense? Complete sense. That's how I've learned to live my life as well. Mm -hmm. Now, so tell us where your life is now and we'll wrap it up with that. I'm feeling maybe for the first time, a very clear sense of myself and that I'm going to be okay, that I'm going to make it and I'm not afraid. Well, that is a beautiful way to end. Thank you, Martina. This story I'm sure is going to inspire so many people. If someone wants to reach out to you or find you or hire you as an um, educational entertainer, where can they find you, Martina? MartinaMatizan.com or Martina Matizan on Facebook. That's not easy to spell, so you can find all this in the show notes at ladiesroadmap.com. To Jamie and Lana, thank you for caring and investing in women and and asking and sharing this with me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Martina. Well, I think I have to take a big breath after that one, Lana, because that's a story you don't hear every day. No, that was intense. I think what the takeaway from this is that we've all have a friend that are either going through some type of rough patch or challenge. You know, the thing what I'd like to talk about right now is what would you say to someone that was going through something like this? Well, I think that many times you do know what to say, but there are also many times we don't know what to say. Or if a person's not in the right frame of mind, sometimes nothing you say is right. So that's why I feel like, you know, people really have to dig deep when they're alone to get through something like that. It's great when you, you know, talk to your friend on the phone or you get to have lunch with them. And it was so amazing that that woman reached out to her. Um, And I would hope we all would do that for someone. But most of the time then, I mean, you're going back home by yourself and that's when you have to dig so deep. And it's, it's tough, you know, when you feel like you have that elephant on your chest and you just don't know how you're going to go on. That's why I think a lot of people do, you know, resort to a journal or affirmations or something that they can go to every day to, to get their mind right. And that being said, um, we are, have actually some beautiful free affirmation cards that we're going to be giving away to everybody on our website. And you would just go to www.ladiesroadmap.com and go to the resource page to pull those up. Yeah. And I just have to say one more thing, Joe Jamie. I think, you know, we all know that at this stage of our lives, there are going to be challenges and trials and things are going to come up. 
And we just have to realize it's it's really not what happens to you, but it's how you deal with it and your perception of it. And that's why I think so often that affirmation cards and these things can help. All right. We'll be back in California next week with our next guest, Sherry Swanson. Yes, that's a not to miss show and that'll be airing next week. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler at litloops.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to www.ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else? We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at info at ladiesroadmap.com. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between. <laughs>